Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle, clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's wicked smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. morning. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. This is Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer with you this morning. No Mike Schaefer. And we uh, went a little overtime on the spillover, but it was a good conversation with Simple and Jake. Appreciate them hanging around. So we begin the show funny-footed, unorthodox. That's exactly how I would describe our first guest, Parker Gabriel from the Lincoln Journal Star. Good morning, Parker. What do they call that when you... When you uh, skateboard that way, goofy. Goofy, yeah, funny. I yeah. always, I always picked that when I was like playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater because it just seemed more fun. It seemed. Why would you play Tony Hawk Pro Skater if you weren't going to skate goofy? That's exactly right. I was like, does this have anything to do with like the Disney character? I'm, I'm confused, but I'm going to pick it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of goofy, goofy name Chubba Purdy. He gets an offer out of the uh, out of the transfer portal last night for Nebraska. He's a he was at Florida State for the last two – has been at Florida State for the last two seasons, and Mark Whipple's shown interest before. This is the first – I mean, Nebraska's had, uh, I guess, flirtations with quarterbacks in the portal before. Um, I, I guess where does this register on the heat scale for Nebraska in their quarterback search? Yeah, I think, I think it probably – I think the heat is probably – pretty high with this one um i don't nothing's a slam dunk in this and and i do think that i guess the reason i would say that the the heat is maybe a little bit elevated uh with chubba purdy over a couple of the others is more because of the relationship or what we know about the relationship with mark whipple and that he was there uh visiting purdy in arizona right before the day before he took the nebraska job i mean it's definitely like you know it to be real in some way um, because of because he announced the offer on Twitter, but uh, the portal's weird, like a little bit weird, like that. And maybe it's not even weird, but the portal's a little bit different in the sense that not everybody is reporting offers and all of that. So I think just because he's one of the only quarterbacks that said, "Hey, Nebraska offered me a scholarship," doesn't mean that he's one of the only guys Nebraska's considered. Um, I think. You know, obviously they were in on Miles Brennan um, and Keaton Slovis. I think they're interested in Casey Thompson from Texas. So there's still names out there, and there's probably more to come in the coming days uh, as the bowl season wraps up. The other interesting thing about Purdy is, you know, he's a he's played two seasons so far, and one of them was the COVID year. So he's got four years of eligibility left. Yeah. Um, he's not the same kind of quarterback from an experience standpoint. Uh, that Brennan, that Slovis, that Casey Thompson are. Um, and so there's just, uh, it's very interesting, and it will be, I think it still could take a little bit here to sort through all of the options, um, but obviously it's a critical spot um, that Nebraska is working to address further. There is, I mean, is there a scenario here where they 
take two and and how likely is that i mean you, you mentioned the experience piece and we don't know exactly what they're what they're looking for but everything feels like it it points to a situation where they need to be good and ready to roll right out of the gate in 2022 right you know right away next year with the new offense and whatever that might look like um purdy doesn't exactly speak to the experience part like you said um so is there a world where there's a a different profile of guy as well even if they were to land a, a guy in chubba purdy Potentially, potentially, and I I don't know exactly you, you know where uh, you know Nebraska is on that um, sort of on that arc. Uh, you know, if you bring in two guys, um, you know how it goes in college football, and especially with quarterbacks. I mean, that first of all, you you know you'd need uh, Chuba Purdy, let's say in this situation, plus whichever other guy you're bringing in who's maybe more experienced to sort of understand what's happening and be on board with that, and then. You know, the more you add to the room, the more likely you are to have subtractions from your current room. I think that's probably just reality. For sure. You know, all of those guys, the young guys, uh, Smothers and Harburg and Richard Torres, I mean, they, they understand, if Frost said on signing day, um, that they had talked with each of the three of those guys, and they understood sort of where it was at. But, you know, if you start loading the room up with quarterbacks, those guys are going to look around and say, huh. That's interesting. So, um, yeah, it's. Um, I don't think it's impossible um, that they take two, but I also think, you know, if you take at face value what Scott Frost and Mark Whipple have said about liking the young young quarterbacks in that room, um, it is possible also that if, if they were to take Chubba Purdy that they're just banking on three or four young guys that they like, the three, you know, that are – there now are the two plus Richard Torres getting to campus in January, adding another one to the mix in January, and figuring that you're going to be young but yeah. uh, promising. Uh, that'd be a pretty big risk to take this in 2022, but I, I don't think it's impossible at this point. Well, yeah, I, I guess that's my next question. That do they, in in your opinion, do they need experience at court, and and how much experience do they need at quarterback in 2022? No, well, no, they don't need. They need to be good at quarterback. There you go. The bottom yeah. line is they need to be good at quarterback. I don't. They don't need to have 2019 Joe Burrow necessarily. Like obviously, anybody would take um, extremely high level quarterback play. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't think they need a guy who started 30 games necessarily. Like, would it be nice? Sure. Um, would a guy is a guy like that perhaps more likely to? pick up some of the things that Mark Whipple wants to do in terms of teaching and seeing the game and, you know, being able to, to operate at the line of scrimmage and all of that, like, yeah, more likely, but it's not, it's not a black and white picture. I mean, some, sometimes young guys are really good at that um, early in their careers. And so I think one of the things that's unique about this year is, everybody's going to get a fair shot. Like, I don't know enough about Heinrich Harburg to know if where that sort that part of the game is in terms of his toolkit, right? Like, we know that yep. he didn't have to do much of that at Kearney Catholic. Maybe right. the way Mark Whipple teaches it, he picks it up really quickly. Maybe the way Mark Whipple teaches it is really tough, and it's going to take uh, most young guys – uh, including Nebraska's, you know, a year or two years to really sort of like wrap your mind around it. But uh, there's a lot we don't know, and so that's sort of where it's like, 
uh, older guy is a security blanket in a way just because he's seen a lot, he's played a lot, he's seen a lot of defenses, he's seen a lot of safety rotations, all of that stuff. But that doesn't categorically mean that in a new offense, an experienced guy is always going to be better. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Parker Gabriel from Lincoln Journal Star is with us. Parker, I don't know that we've talked since since this kind of happened, or at least since it officially happened last week. But Tony Tuioti off to Oregon. I I know you and I both thought pretty highly of him as a coach. What is Nebraska losing here, and and how do they go about replacing it? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I was listening to Eric Chenander talk on National Signing Day, and this was before Tony Tuioti left. Uh, before there was any sort of wind that Tony Tuioti was going to leave. And one of the things I thought was very interesting in retrospect, he, he talked about how every time they've added a new coach, there's new ideas and new techniques and your system changes just a little bit. Um, and I, I thought that it was pretty clear that Tony Tuioti had an impact on uh, just, you know, not only the guys that he coached, Casey Rogers and Ty Robinson and Ben Steele and all those guys, but on the rest of the coaches, too. And that's just, I think that's the sign of a good fit and a positive relationship when, you know, you can sort of feel a coach's uh, fingerprints on something after he gets there. So that doesn't happen overnight. Um, it was, you know, it was built over the three seasons that uh, Tony was in Lincoln. And, and then on top of that, you know, like they faced a pretty big, uh, sequence there when the Davis brothers and Darian Daniels all left for the NFL and they yeah. had to replace the the sort of starting trio, uh, and they probably got better uh, from from losing that group into 2020, which is not an easy thing to do. So yeah, he's a good coach. He's a good um, tactician. Um, the guys I think in that room really love playing for him, and so now the challenge is, um, you know, figure out the optimal way to fill those spots and and uh, continue on. Does it become easier now that? I mean, I think a lot of people were asking before the departure of Tuioti, Tony Tuioti, um, do you go special teams or do you go running back coach? And what, what does that look like? And can you can you piece it together that way? Does it become easier with more flexibility now? Or does it just, you know, does it just get more uh, hairy, I suppose? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, simpler in a way, but it's also more difficult because, you know, you've lost another good coach. So in a way, I I do think that having two openings probably opens up the number of options that you have. And and there's probably a more uh, straightforward way of addressing your needs uh, because they were, you know, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you, me and Shafe. I mean, they've got a lot of, they had a lot of coaching firepower in the front seven between Tuioti and Dawson and Eric Chenander. And so now maybe you just shuffle that around a little bit. And we'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of, I think a lot of people assume that Mike Dawson will take on maybe a slightly different role with the front seven than, you know, Eric Chenander was already coaching right. uh, sort of like JoJo's position. And so, and honestly, like, you know, they, 
they were essentially a 4-3 outfit uh, last year. So you're talking about sort of shuffling duties, but I don't know if it'd be a radical change, um, you know, for, for Mike Dawson to handle defensive linemen. And uh, you could call them, you know, boundary outside linebackers, or you could call them defensive ends or whatever. I mean, they, that's essentially what Garrett Nelson and, and, and those guys were last year. And so, you know, maybe that happens, and then you've got a, a running backs coach to hire um, and a special teams coach to hire, um, or, you know, maybe they, they still – they could obviously promote from within um, for either running backs or special teams if they want to. Um, Frost didn't sound like he was getting ready to hire Ron Brown uh, to coach running backs on the radio a couple weeks ago, but, look, a lo- you know, there's a lot of different combinations, and in a way I think you're right. It's easier um, with the two spots they have open now maybe than it was a week ago, um, but it's a bigger challenge because you're replacing – you know, the empty spot on, on offense or special teams, plus a good coach in, in Tony Tuioti. You got me thinking there a little bit from uh, up front um, defensively for Nebraska from a personnel perspective. I mean, you lose Damian Daniels, you lose a little bit up front. I, I think he was a pretty big anchor to kind of what they were doing. You In, in order to um, do it how they, I think, want to, you need a guy like that up front holding guys down. Um do they have that next year, or is it is it a little bit more of a, you know, um, we'll probably see a little bit more four three, and um, you know they're they're pretty multiple anyway. But um, I guess how does personnel affect what they're going to be doing up front on defense next year? Yeah, I think I think it has a big I think it has a big effect, you know, and I I think there's a couple of factors in that it's that they you know they built that defense largely um or not entirely built but they really sort of tuned their defense around Jojo Doman last year and and the unique you know skill set that he had and then they played a, a ton of even when it was you know sometimes they played um two down with Daniels in the middle and and two quote unquote outside linebackers as defensive ends uh, sometimes it was they played that you know, essentially a, a, a true like bear yeah. know, five man with the, with three down and two outside linebackers, and sometimes it was four front and all of that. And so they've got all of that in their in their bag, and you don't necessarily like entirely reinvent the wheel, obviously each year. But I do think you what you think you are and who you think you have changes year to year, and 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 the scheme sort of changes with that. You know, in nineteen and eighteen, they were largely sort of a true-ish 3-4, and now they're not. Um, and so, yeah, I, it, some of that, some of that's going to depend on who emerges. If, if Nash Hupmacher is capable of playing in the middle, even if he's not exactly Damian Daniels, you know, if he's capable of doing that, then, uh, you know, you can continue to be really multiple. Maybe they'll think of those guys more like, Four three defensive tackles, and and they'll play more, even more even um, than they did this year, and and all of that probably, you know, where they think they're at in that right now could theoretically have a little bit of an impact on how uh, the coaching, you know, duties shake out. Um, Eric Chander yeah. may not want a group of twelve outside linebackers or whatever on top of his current. Uh, duties as the coordinator, but if you're talking about, you know, four guys or whatever that are nickel hybrid types, um, and then you've got, 
you know, defensive line with Mike Dawson, you know, quote unquote defensive line and, and, and the rest of the linebackers with Barrett Root. I mean, maybe that's something that's workable or maybe they think they're going to play in a way in which that would be too much work uh, for Chenander. Yes, so, I, I, I suppose that's the good part of, about next year, even in the, in the short one year kind of window that, that they seemingly have, like you can, you can fit it. You can retrofit it, and that includes the coaching staff to exactly what your personnel kind of desires. So maybe that's a good way to look at it um, going into next year for them. All right, one more for you, Parker. Um, can you unequivocally say that Nebraska is not going to a bowl game? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's yeah, what I was I mean, the, for. Yeah, the thing about that is not only – I mean, not only are there whatever, you know, they tried to follow the APR thing with Rutgers and all of that, but um, even if all of that goes out the window, and even if, I mean, the, even if you get beyond the fact that they'll, they would try to match teams whose bowls were affected, and even if you take all of that off the board, I mean, the bottom line is that, you know, all of Nebraska's players have been home for two weeks, and they haven't practiced in a month. Probably not and great. So. So the idea that you would scramble the Jets on late notice and bring everybody back to campus, and then, I mean, you know, who knows what, I mean, you're sort of, you'd be asking for trouble on the COVID front in that regard anyway, with everybody traveling back to campus on short notice and then traveling and all that, but even even beyond that, like, that's just not a safe environment football-wise after a month of not playing and not hitting and a couple of weeks of uh you know hey condition a little on your own at home that would that's just not that's not a realistic scenario I don't so, think so either. unfortunately i can i can say pretty equivocally um that nebraska is not going to be a bowl game the barstool bowl waits for next year <laughs> all right parker uh, we'll let you go enjoy your uh enjoy your week happy new year and uh we'll t- hey by the way i guess this is we can say this now uh, goodbye. I suppose this is the last time I, we'll I talk. On the show. I was wondering if you were going to bring up the fact that it's your last week of the. I know you guys talked about it yesterday, so I almost completely yeah, happy forgot. Happy New Year to you too. Hope the holidays were good, and um, it's been always been a pleasure, whether it was afternoon radio or morning radio, talking <laughs> with you on this here uh, station. So yeah. good work. It's been a great run for you guys, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens next. Thanks, Parker. Yeah, I, uh, I imagine that we won't end our relationship. Uh, let's just... Yeah, you can come on the uh, Life in the Red podcast whenever you'd like if you need to continue to get on a mic with uh, with the Journal Star crew. So. There you go, professional talker. All right, Parker, uh, we'll let you go. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, man. See you. Parker Gabriel from the Lincoln Journal Star. As always, great stuff from him. Uh, we appreciate him coming on. We'll take a quick break. Rico's in next for True or False. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.